I thought we should do something a little bit different, right? And I'm just going to read Muammar al-Gaddafi's The Green Book. His political manifesto thingy that was given to every single Libyan when he was the ruler of Libya. He's dead now, which is... <coughs> it happens. Apologies for the coughing in the background, by the way. I will try to cough away from the microphone, but be aware that I might cough directly into your ears. I've got uh, the freshest flu in it. It's brutal. Anyways... I've never read this book before and we'll break it down into parts and go through different parts like every week or whatever and um let's do a little book reading session in it that'd be mad great let's start this thing all right part one is the solution of the problem of democracy the authority of the people chapter one the instrument of government right Gaddafi let's see what you have to say the instrument of government is a prime political problem confronting human communities the problem of the instrument of government entails questions of the following kind. What forms should the exercise of authority assume? How ought societies to organise themselves politically in the modern world? Um, even conflict within the family is often the result of the failure to resolve this problem of authority. It has clearly become more serious with the emergence of modern societies. People today face this persistent question in new and pressing ways. Communities are exposed to the risk of uncertainty and suffer the grave consequences of wrong answers. Yet none has succeeded in answering conclusively and democratically. The Green Book presents the ultimate solution to the problem of the proper instrument of government. This guy is advertising his own book in his book. What a fucking move that is. <coughs> I need water. Intermission. Intermission. If you hear me drinking, you can be considered an ASMR podcast now. Right. Cracking on. All political systems in the world today are a product of the struggle for power between alternative instruments of government. The struggle may be peaceful or armed, as is evidenced among classes, sects, tribes, parties, or individuals. The outcome is always a victory of a particular governing structure, be it that of an individual, group, party, or class, and the defeat of the people, the defeat of genuine democracy. A political struggle that results in the victory of a candidate for... Oh, sorry... Of a candidate with, for example, 51% of the votes leads to a dictatorial governing body. I hate hyphens. In the guise of a false democracy. Since 49% of the electorate is ruled by an instrument of government they did not vote for, but which has been imposed upon them. Then that is so interesting. Fuck. We're like, <coughs> not even a chapter in, he's made some points already. Such as dictatorship. Besides, this political conflict may produce a governing body that represents only a minority, but when votes are distributed among several candidates, though, <coughs> bloody hell, though one polls more than any other, the sum of the votes received by those who received fewer votes might well constitute an overwhelming majority. However, the candidate with fewer votes wins, and his success is regarded as legitimate and democratic. In actual fact, dictatorship is enabled or established under the cover of false democracy. This is a reality of the political systems prevailing in the world today. The electoral systems, dictatorial, they are dictatorial systems, and it is evident that they falsify genuine democracy. So many big words. Should I be speaking in a posher accent right now? I'm going to try speaking in a posher accent. Parliaments are the backbone of that conventional democracy prevailing in the world today. Parliament is a misrepresentation of the people. Parliamentary systems are a false solution to the problem of democracy.
A parliament is originally founded to represent the people, but this in itself is undemocratic, as democracy means the authority of the people and not an authority acting on their behalf. Again, that was fucking bars. Oh my God. The mere existence of a parliament means the absence of the people. True democracy exists only through the direct participation of the people and not through the activi activity of the representatives. I like being posh. I can get used to this. I feel like an imperial army officer from like Star Wars. Parliaments have been a legal barrier between the people and the exercise of authority, excluding the masses from meaningful politics and monopolizing sovereignty in their place. People are left with only a facade of democracy manifested in long queues to cast their election ballots. To lay bare the character of parliaments, one has to examine the origin. They are either elected from constituencies, a party, or a coalition of parties. Oh, I'm so sorry, by the way. We started a new chapter. That's parliaments. Um, yeah, carrying on. Oh, gosh, where were we? They are either elected from constituencies, a party, or a coalition of parties, or are appointed. I'm going to drop the posh accent. It's annoying. But all of these procedures are undemocratic, for dividing the population into constituencies means that one member of parliament represents thousands, hundreds of thousands, or millions of people, depending on the size of the population. It also means that a member keeps few popular organisational links with the electors, since he, like other members, is considered a representative of the whole people. So many big words, man. This is what the prevailing traditional democracy requires. The masses are completely isolated from the representative, and he, in turn, is totally removed from them. Immediately after winning the electors' votes, the representatives takes over the people's sovereignty and acts on their behalf. The rebellion traditional democracy in those the member of parliament or the sacredness and immunity which are denied to the rest of the people. Parliaments, therefore, have become a means of plundering and usurping the authority of the people. It has thus become the right of the people to struggle through popular revolution to destroy such instruments. The so-called parliamentary assemblies which usurp democracy and sovereignty, and we stifle the will of the people. The masses have the right to proclaim reverberantly the new principle, no representation in lieu of the people. <coughs> I think it's translated from Arabic, isn't it? I don't know. If parliament is formed, for, of course it's translated from fucking Arabic, why would you write in English? If Parliament is formed from one party as a result of its winning election, it becomes a Parliament of the winning party and not of the people. It represents the party and not the people, and the executive power of the Parliament becomes that of the victorious party and not of the people. That was a lot of words. The same is true of the Parliament, proportional representation, in which each party holds a number of seats proportional to the successes in popular vote. The members of the Parliament represent the representative parties, fucking out, and not the people, and the power established by such a coalition is the power of the combined parties and not that of the people. Under such systems, the people are the victims whose votes are vied for by exploitative competing factions who dupe the people into political circuses that are outwardly noisy and frantic, but inwardly powerless and irrelevant. That was bars, oh my days. Alternatively, the people are seduced into standing in long, apathetic, silent queues to cast their ballots in the same way that they throw waste paper into dustbins. Oh my days, bro! Are you guys hearing this right now? Of course you are. You listening to me? Was that not just the? Let me say that one again. All right. Alternatively, 
the people are seduced into standing in long apathetic silent queues to cast the ballots in the same way that they throw waste paper into dustbins. Fuck. That shit was fire, honestly. This is a traditional democracy prevalent in the whole world. Whether it is represented by a one-party, two-party, multi-party or non-party system, thus it is clear that representation is a fraud. I'm having my heart stolen by a dead dictator. Moreover, since the system of elected parliaments is based on is based well, it's based on propaganda to win votes. It is a demagogic system. Demagogic, demagogic, demagogic. Don't know. Demagogic system. <laughs> the real sense of the word. Votes can be bought and falsified. Ain't the demagogue the guy from Stranger Things? I don't know. Sorry, votes can be bought and falsified. Poor people are unable to compete in the election campaigns and the result is that only the rich get elected. So true. Assemblies constituted... 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 Hopefully by the end of this entire book, I'll know how to read by reading, right? Because I don't do none of that reading stuff in any other episode, right? I just kind of say shit. This is a life school that I need to learn. (coughs) More water air some more time, alright. The production quality of this is so low, I'm sorry. Assemblies constituted by appointment or hereditary succession do not fall under any form of democracy. Let's do the posh words again, that was fun. Philosophers, thinkers, and writers advocated the theory of representative parliaments at a time when peoples were unconsciously herded like sheep by kings, sultans, and conquerors. The ultimate aspiration of the people of those times was to have someone to represent them before such rulers. When even this aspiration was rejected, people waged bitter and protracted struggle to attain this goal. After the successful establishment of the Age of the Republics, and that's a Star Wars bar right there, of. Oh, let's say that shit again, man. That was mad. After the successful establishment of the age of the republics, all right, Emperor Palpatine, and the beginning of the era of the masses, it is unthinkable that democracy should mean the electing of only a few representatives to act on behalf of great masses. This is an obsolete structure. Authority must be in the hands of all the people. This is very interesting because I know I've been joking about, but I think he's making a lot of really... Mm, like yes he's a dictator but he's making a lot of justified reasons for why he did things the way he did the most tyrannical dictatorships the world has known have existed under the ages of parliaments oh that's even more interesting wow how long has this been let me check we've done 10 minutes we'll do a little bit more because it's like an audiobook thing isn't it? I think I can go longer Um, right chapter 3 the party Interesting. Let me drink more water real quick, guys. Hold on, please. Thank you. Should I address the listener, that's you, as guys? Like, plural, multiple people? Or, like, should I be more personal with it? Like, (coughs) I don't know. That's zesty, I can't lie. Anyways, the party, new chapter, chapter three, the party. The party is a contemporary form of dictatorship. It is a modern instrument of dictatorial government. Dictatorial government. The party is the rule of a part over the whole. 
As a party is not an individual, it creates a superficial democracy by establishing assemblies, committees, and propaganda through its members. A party is not a dem... dem Alright, mate. Let's try this again, then. The party is not a democratic instrument because it is composed only of those people who have common interests, a common perception, or a shared culture. All those who belong to the same region or share the same belief. They form a party to achieve their ends, impose their will, or extend the dominion of their beliefs, values, and interests to the society as a whole. A party's aim is to achieve power under the pretext of carrying out its program. Democratically, none of these parties should govern a whole people who constitute a constitute a One moment, let me just hate myself for a second. Right, carrying on. Democratically, none of these parties should govern a whole people who constitute a diversity of interests, ideas, temperaments, regions, and beliefs. The party is a dictatorial instrument of government that enables those with common outlooks or interests to rule the people as a whole. Within the community, the party represents a minority. Interesting. The purpose of forming a party is to create an instrument to rule over the people. Oh, to rule the people, not rule over the people. I.e., what does I.E. mean? Let me Google that. Hold on. Hold on, guys. Is it in essence? It might be Latin. I.E. meaning. Id est. Id est. That means that is fucking Latin. I'm going to use it as in essence because I don't like Latin. All right. I don't speak Latin. I don't want to speak Latin. Dolce the mest in it. No one cares. To rule the people, i.e. to rule over non-members of the party. The party is fundamentally based on an arbitrary authoritarian concept, the domination of the members of the party over the rest of the people. The party presupposes that its ascension to power is the way to attain its ends and assumes that its objectives are also those of the people. Why does Siri, Siri fuck off all my days? Sorry, guys. You know the guy on the MacBook? You just like you say yo and then like he starts talking he did that to me right now i can't say his name otherwise he'll do it again dead end um this is the theory justifying party dictatorship and is the basis of any dictatorship no matter how many parties exist the theory remains valid let's do a little london accent for the rest of this part now so uh, the existence of many parties intensifies the struggle for power and this results in the neglect of any achievements for the people and of any socially beneficial plans. Such actions are presented as a justification to undermine the position of the ruling party so that an oppositional party can replace it. Still, sorry, the parties very seldom resort to arms in, the, in their struggle, but rather denounce and denigrate the actions of each other. This is a battle which is inevitably waged at the expense of the higher vital interests of the society. Some, if not all, of those higher interests will fall prey to the struggle for power between instruments of government, and the destruction of those interests supports the opposition in their argument against the ruling party or parties. <sighs> Reading's hard. In order to rule, the opposition party has to defeat the existing instrument of government. Okay. To do so, the opposition must minimise the government's achievements and cast doubt on its plans, even though those plans might be beneficial to the society. Consequently, the interests and programmes of the society become the victims of the party struggle for power. Such struggle is, therefore, politically, socially and economically destructive to the society despite the fact that it creates political activity. So true. So true, so true. 
Thus, the struggle results in the victory of another instrument of government, the fall of one party and the rise of another. It is in fact a defeat of the people, i.e. a defeat of democracy. Furthermore, parties can be bribed and corrupted either from inside or outside. Sorry, I had to burp. I need to do it again. Sorry, I had biryani in it. All the bunions. Anyways. Originally, the party is formed ostensibly. What a word. Ostensibly. To represent the people. Subsequently, subsequently, the party leadership becomes representative of the membership. And the leader represents the party elites. It becomes clear that this partisan game is a deceitful farce. Based on a false alarm, false form of democracy. It has a selfish authoritarian character based on manoeuvres, intrigues and political games. This confirms the fact that the party system is a modern instrument of dictatorship. The party system is an outright unconvincing dictatorship, one which the world has not yet surpassed. It is in fact the dictatorship of the modern age. Wow. Gaddafi was the first ever girl boss. The parliament of the winning party is indeed a parliament of the party for the executive power formed by this parliament is the power of the party over the people. Okay, party power which is supposedly for the good of the whole people is actually the arch enemy of a fraction of its people, namely the opposition party or parties and their supporters. The opposition is therefore not a popular check on the ruling party but rather is itself opportunistically seeking to replace the ruling party. According to modern democracy, the legitimate check on the ruling party is a parliament, the majority of whose members are from that ruling party, that is to say control in the hands of the ruling party and power is in the hands of the controlling party, thus the deception, falseness and What is this word? Thus the deception, falseness and invalidity of the political theories dominant in the world today become obvious. From these emerge contemporary conventional democracy. Oh, is a quote apparently. The party represents a segment of the people, but the sovereignty of the people is indivisible. Yeah, okay. I don't know what that means. If you know what that means, give me a text and explain it to me, please. Another quote. The party allegedly governs on behalf of the people, but in reality, the true principle of democracy is based upon the notion that there can be no representation in lieu of the people. Slay. Yeah. Okay, last paragraph, and then I can just stop it there, yeah. Are you tired? Because I'm tired. My throat hurts. I had work today. Oh, man, work was insane, man. Work was long. But it was good. You know, I made money, came home. We made money today. That's all that matters. Anyways, should I be talking about money when I'm reading the book of a socialist dictator? The party system is the modern equivalent of the tribal or secretarian system. A society governed by one party is similar to one which is governed by one tribe or one sect. The party, as shown, represents the perception of a certain group of people, the interests of one group in society, or one belief, or one region. Such a party is a minority compared with the whole people, just as the tribe and the sect are. The minority has narrow common secretarian interests and beliefs, in which a common outlook is formed. Only the blood relationship distinguishes a tribe from a party, and indeed a tribe might also be the basis for the foundation of a party. Speaking posh is fun. There is no difference between party struggle and tribal or secretarian struggles for power. 
just as tribal and secretarian rule is politically unacceptable and inappropriate, likewise rule under a party system. Both follow the same path and lead to the same end. The negative and destructive effects of the tribal or secretarian struggle on society is identical to the negative and destructive effects of the party struggle. You know what, mate? That was a really good first few chapters. He's really done himself a good job making this book, you know. He's done chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. Yes, so we've done first three chapters. That's a great start to this little thing. I think we should make this a thing. Do you think we should make this a thing? I do. Next week, or not next week, next time I feel like hopping onto the fucking mic. We're going to be doing chapter four to begin with, and we'll see where we go from there. We've got class is the next chapter. Then he's going to talk about plebiscites, plebiscities, I don't know. Popular conferences and people's committees, the law society, and so on and so on. I think it'll be a great time. Um, thank you for putting up with this. Should I be a bit more professional with the readings? It's not really an audio book, is it? It's more like a commentary. So, hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Thank you. Bye-bye.